Welcome to Supporters Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about... I, I don't have a joke for this. God damn it. <laughs> no, because the reason why, because originally I was thinking like, what was the what was the plot for Pretty in Pink again? Was it the same exact thing? It's the same one as uh, Sixteen Candles, <laughs> Pretty in Pink. I don't know. Like she has to pretend to yeah. be a boyfriend of somebody mm-hmm. to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like a love triangle thing. Because that's like, that's like the, sure, the, 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 the generic like romantic comedy trope. Sure. But mistaken yeah, identities, are, mistaken uh, things. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, so I don't, I don't really have a joke. Yeah. But uh, we are talking about uh, uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Wait, but enough about your personal life, Albert. We're here to talk about a movie. See? Jokes. <laughs> I, I have jokes Why too. is that song not in the movie? I have no idea. Well, I think that song is to all the girls I love before. But they couldn't find somebody to cover the song and put it in like the Did they at least use the instrumental also? Did, Did they? I'm, I'm asking you. Maybe they used the instrumental. I didn't notice an instrumental for it. Maybe, maybe the licensing for that is just... Too expensive? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're here to review uh, to the, all the boys I love. And by the way, before the, at, before, and there's no better, there's no two critics that's better to review a uh, rom com about teenagers than the, 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 the couple of middle aged Asian guys, middle aged Asian guys. The only connection we have is the fact that we're both teenagers and we're both Asians. So yeah, so yeah. female Asians. But yeah. yeah, this is the one of the first. It might be the first, right? Romantic comedy that stars an Asian lead. In, well, it is 2018, so we might. We is might, it? No, correct me if I'm wrong. But is yeah, it, it is 2018. No, no, is, is it really the, the first romantic comedy that stars an Asian lead? Uh, did Lucy Liu get one back in the day? Ah, that's a good point, actually. She I don't know would, if she did. She would. Or she would. She I would imagine her in one of those kind of roles. Yeah. I mean, set it up. She was not counting your lucky number seven, right? Or no, that's or the action. one with, or the one with Antonio Banderas. I don't know, but you're right. It might actually be Lucy Liu might have gotten something. If I, if, I, if I imagine any Asian actress in America, she would have romantic. It would have yeah. been Lucy Liu because yeah. she was big in the 2000s. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lana Condor from Jubilee from X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. My God, that's a wasted role. Now Would that you, I, know I know what she's capable of, that was a wasted yeah. role. It's been a, a a summer of me being angry at previous superhero movies for wasting talent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I saw Fallout with Henry Cavill. I'm mad at Zack Snyder. I watched this and I'm mad at Brian Singer for wasting her talent as Jubilee. I'm just angry. I'm just angry. It's a yeah. waste. It's just waste of talent. It just, it just shows up. This is a different subject, but it just shows you an actor. I, you can't, it's hard, kind of hard to tell if an actor is good or bad. At, at the end of the day, they have to have the right material. They have to have the right director. You know what I mean? So yeah. She's great in this movie. She is absolutely great in this movie. I was completely surprised. I did not know she had this in her. I watched this movie more or less because I'm like, oh, it's a romantic comedy. I I like romantic comedy. It doesn't matter if derivative or if they have plot tropes that you're very familiar with. Mm -hmm. Romantic comedies in general, as long as it's entertaining, I'm okay with it. So that's the reason why I watched it, right? Mm -hmm. And, And... and Lana Condor blew me away. I'm like, oh, she's a talent. Yeah, she's, she, really talent. she's really good for this kind of genre. And just to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just, I just want to mention, everybody in this movie is talented. It's, yeah, she, yeah. The whole cast, the whole, you know, everybody's talented. It's one of those movies, I think, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, people are going to look back and say, you know, such and such a person got his start in uh, to all the to all the boys I loved before, or Crazy you know Rich Asians, or Crazy Rich Asians. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies people look back on as a as a thing. You know what I mean? Just like uh, Sixteen Candles back in the day. It's just like you know all these ensemble things from back in the day. Like the you know, so yeah, she's great. The two bo- white boys that, that that are in it is great. Her little sister, her older sister are great and stuff like that. The it's all, it's all good stuff. To, to be fair, um, 
kids today, teenagers, whatever, are actually familiar with these people mm-hmm. <laughs> because they show up in those Disney, Nickelodeon, those shows for teenagers and kids. Mm-hmm. We're two middle-aged men. We don't watch those things. Oh, <laughs> so. I, I thought, I, do you know something about their uh, previous work? I didn't know anything about any of the, uh, besides uh, Jubilee, uh, uh, yeah, but that's book. because we're comic book nerds as well. Right. But no, no, they actually have like like credits in other Do other they really? Projects. I had no idea. You know, so like, like, well, I'm not going to bother naming it, but mm-hmm. but they have other stuff that people are familiar with them oh, with. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So, so for, for kids, they're like, oh, so-and-so is in this movie. Like, like, that, like that insatiable uh, TV show in Netflix right now, like people are watching it for the main girl because they know who she is. Oh, okay. Right? I don't know who she is, but but like same thing with with two older boys of love before. Not only that, but this is a young adult novel, part of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Crazy Rich Asian, mm-hmm. it's also part of a trilogy. And people actually watch this movie for because of the novel. Yeah. Like I know white uh, white people in at work who are familiar with the novel, mm-hmm. but didn't know that there's a Netflix movie for it. Oh, okay. Right? So I told him, hey, there's a Netflix movie and for it. And shout that. out to the author, uh, Jenny Han. Jenny Han, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially especially for for pushing to make sure that the lead is Asian American. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, she is Asian American. I was thinking I was thinking Asian Canadian Canadian, but I believe she actually is Asian American. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it is a stereotype because of all the CW shows. All Asians are from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, so it's it's actually amazing. And and I know Lana Connors had like she was um, she was surprised that she was even considered because mm-hmm. she assumed it was just gonna be whitewashed anyway. Right. You know, so it, well, it, white people tried the best. The studio tried the best. They did. The, the the word on the street is they took they shopped this book around. A lot of production po- companies were very very interested, but only one of them said hundred percent. I guarantee you, we're not gonna ch- change the female lead from a uh, uh, from Jenny Han, which is like it's it's a, it's a novel, but it's also a memoir. Yeah, f- change her to uh, to a white girl. You know what I mean? And then that's why the, this production company. Uh, uh, that's why Jenny Han sold it to this company. You know, what I mean, had had them do it and stuff like that because they're the only only guarantee. They're the only ones that only guaranteed uh, the lead wouldn't be a, a white girl and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Not, not only that, but also parallels with Crazy Rich Asian. Um, this movie, they weren't sure if it would get a sequel or whatever. But like stuff that happened in the third act or the final act in the movie mm-hmm. actually occur in sec- in the second book. Oh, okay. So they moved it up just sure. to get a conclusion. Because mm-hmm. but now, now I don't think I think Netflix would be stupid not to have sequels now. Yeah. Because I mean, there's clearly a following. I mean, I'm a fan of the movie. Mm-hmm. Jamming's a fan of the movie. So yeah, Netflix, go ahead and do the sequels. Although yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be as good as this one. Yeah. We'll see. And just uh, just to review the movie a little bit, it's a charming movie. It's, yeah, I was surprised by it how is. much I enjoyed it. I, I saw on my Twitter timeline, everybody sort of loved it. I I look, went in there with you know medium expectations. Yeah. I was I was really surprised how much I liked it. It was really really enjoyable. The thing that struck me the most about this movie is how incredibly decent everybody is they're all really good people all really thoughtful people even the quote-unquote villain at the end you see a little bit of her humanity from from, yeah her humanity her perspective and stuff like that but everybody is just decent the entire third act all the all the plot lines all the kind of fights or the potential fights all the threads are all resolved through dialogue sitting down and talking things through talking could be a budget thing too what come well, they're not, I know, I'm kidding, I'm I kidding. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I know they're not going to do like Avengers type thing where they snap a finger and stuff like that. I'm not saying there's action sequences. But I'm just saying dialogue, communication, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Really resolves the third act and all this. And but that's it, essentially a thing with romantic comedies, especially mm-hmm. in the 80s where they don't have a high budget. They have everything that has to be resolved through dialogue mm-hmm. in some form or another. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, personal side, real communication stuff like that. You know, what I mean, the fight, like the the stuff with the sisters and stuff like that, could have lasted for like it weeks, days, and yeah. stuff. Like that. But they cleared the air because you know, love, family, all that stuff. And like I said, there's such a sense of decency and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Uh, the guy, the the main character, the uh, hold on, hold on. Before we move there, I, I do want to talk about it real quick. 
um, when she revealed to Janelle Paris's character, Mar- Margot, that that she that she was in love with Josh, her ex boyfriend, well, ex boyfriend at that point, but her reaction was actually very admirable. Like you said, they were de- they're decent people. She didn't hold a grudge against her. It was like like she actually wanted to comfort her sister, and yeah. I thought that was quite touching actually. Yeah. And I'm like. Wow, this is not how it normally would go in most of these movies. Yeah, and also, like I said, they thought things through. Them. She, re- when she, the two sisters communicate, they re- they played out the timeline. You know what I mean? She told her older sister Margaret that this has happened something that happened before. I put it in a letter. It's not what I'm, what I'm about right now. You know what I mean? It, and then there's no artificiality about it. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not fighting just for the sake of fighting and stuff like that. They're just, these are fully fleshed, fully thought out characters. Yeah, like that. Marco yeah. was far more understanding than I expected. Yeah. That, that's all. Because I, I mean, admittedly, there wasn't much about Margo mm-hmm. besides the fact that mm-hmm. the sisters love each other and all that right. stuff. That's all we know about her. But for all I know, I all I know she could have hold a grudge. No, and also if you, if you kind of, well, if you think through the the situation of the family, it kind of makes sense. When the mom passed away, maybe only three four years ago the the fan probably the family probably became closer you know what i mean right they had to become more uh, more uh they actually you know circle the wagon stuff like that so i think there's a lot of thought a lot of consideration here as well oh, there's one thing too that they changed from the book um this, this is all information i got from wikipedia okay because mm-hmm. i never actually read the book because you um, hate reading apparently apparently uh in the books they call themselves the song sisters oh really because the song is the last name of their mom that mm-hmm. passed away mm-hmm. well in the movie i think they really Took a hand. They they really took a liking to the whole Covey thing. Yeah, because even in the beginning, when Peter was calling her "Hey Covey," mm-hmm. I'm like "Covey, what the heck is that?" Yeah. And they're, oh, that's her last name. Yeah. So they kind of stuck with that, and I, I thought the Covey sisters. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I suppose that the Song sisters, mm-hmm. we still have to do a background of like, well, we call the Song sister because of this kind yeah. of thing. So mm-hmm. I think, I guess they made the 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 the, the creatively right choice yeah. to call themselves the Covey sisters mm-hmm. in the movie, I suppose, to the Song sisters. And but I yeah. do I do think it's a choice that they kind of I, again I haven't read the book either, but I do like the choice that they they the the focus of the movie is the uh, the main character uh, Lo- uh Laura Jean and stuff like that. Lara Jean. So, yeah, I, I do like that. Not, not a problem. Lara Jean? Can't yeah. they just have color Lara or something? Or no, it's just, I think it just rolls off the tongue easier. Laura Jean. It, it actually remind me of the way you hear Madonna. Uh, not Madonna. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not Madonna. Uh, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's real name. What's uh um. Norma, oh, what's her real Norma, name? Norma Jean, right? Norma Jean, yeah. I think it reminded me of, uh, yeah, Marilyn Monroe's real name. I guess I have to get used to the fact that he kept calling her Lara Jean, Lara Jean, and Lara Jean. I I'm like, I'm like, I like this. Can she just call her Lara? Like, yeah. what's the, what's the big deal? And also another connection I kind of want to make with uh, Crazy Rich Asian, and they, they they kind of sell both as sort of a romantic comedy, a rom com. But this one, but just like Crazy Rich Asian, this is more of a, what do you call it? A, a personal story. It's more of a, 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 a what do you call it? Uh, a, a coming of age story and stuff like that right. for her and stuff like that. So it's not really a traditional rom com. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, the biggest it's, lesson she learns is she has to be present. She has to be in the moment. She kind of can't, can't hide in the shadows. She has to be a functioning person in the world and stuff like that. So yeah, true. Which is a good it's lesson good, for for good. a lot of lot of kids to to learn. Mm-hmm. But I think this is more a romantic comedy than Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Because there's That's a lot true. more romance because yes. of the whole relationship thing mm-hmm. and a lot more comedy because yeah. of all, of, Lara, of, uh, of Lana Condor who's mm-hmm. so amazingly good at, at comedy. Yeah. I'm like I'm like really impressed with Lana Condor in this one. Yeah, and she does and it's not just like kind of dialogue and stuff. She does like actual kind of bits like physical bits and stuff right. like that. When, uh, when, when the guys come with the letter she faints and stuff like that and then she has to make out with the other guy. All that yeah. stuff is 
is great. Or her rolling down the the roof. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. very cute. That's really great. <laughs> so the the scene where her her she's going off to uh, the ski trip. Her 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 dad is giving her a bags of condoms and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, she gets out of the car and then there's a there's a shot through the back window and stuff like that. That's all great stuff. That's all great comedic stuff, man. It's all good stuff. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if the director like told her to do this or she actually just done it because she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more inclined to believe that was all out of condoms. It's all good. It's all yeah. good stuff, man. And it's just good, smart. Like, it's, I won't go back to the point of the people being decent and stuff like that. All these people are nice, thoughtful people and stuff. Like that. There's a there's a, a black character who's who's gay, and then he, of course it, they don't make it thing like oh the gay black fan. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, they, they didn't do that too much. They didn't do too much, and also it's one of those things where of course it's not a perfect world. It's like he's, he's he you know he even says you know what I mean. Uh, only a few people know. Uh, you know, I'm proud of being gay and stuff like that. But you know, but they, they also recognize the realities of being gay in high school. You know what I mean? He says, you know, he's he's proud, but he's not out there announcing stuff yeah. like that. I thought that was handled really well yeah. and stuff like that. And there's a there's a, a, another key scene to me where after uh, Laura Con, uh, Norma Jean, Laura Jean, Laura Jean, she <laughs> she makes the pact with uh, the, the, the the pretend pretend boyfriend, and the pretend boyfriend picks her up to go to a party. And, Kavinsky, yeah, Kavinsky, and then her dad comes in. And in a typical less well-written movie and stuff like that, the dad would be like all pissy and angry. Like, oh, why is there a boy in my in my uh, what do you call it in my house? You know, he's he'll be angry. You, you saw Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know what I mean? He'd be like he'd be threatening the kid and stuff like that. But no, no, no. All, you know, the, the 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 father who's a doctor in in town probably has known the kid since since he was little and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. He just kind of like he just kind of goes with it. You know what I mean? He trusts the kid to bring her back in time um, back in time in time with no alcohol, no booze and stuff like that. So Yeah, it was refreshing. I, yeah, it's refreshing. That's the word. It's, it's refreshing. Good. It's good. Yeah, like like less negativity and more positivity in yeah. the movie. And yeah. At the party he the the Kavinsky guy even says, Oh, I'm not drinking. I'm I'm the D D. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here. You, you can have a beer and stuff like that, but I'm not gonna drink. Yeah. It's all yeah. good stuff. Well, they're playing both ways. Underage drinking, but there's a responsible drinker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean, even even like the little shot of how her dad is apparently a gynecologist, but I didn't get until, until yeah. was it Kitty that made the joke or was it Laura that made the joke? Her, her best friend did. Her, her best, best friend made the yeah. joke. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot her best friend. I think I think there would they would there should have been more roles about her best friend. Yeah. But there wasn't. Yeah. I, I like what happened to her best friend? Like I yeah. thought it was her best friend. Yeah. The only kind of downside I have with it, yeah, it's I do kind of it's only a mi- uh, an hour and thirty nine minutes. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought this they could have made it like a two hour movie. They could have fleshed out some more things. because the ensemble is great. We haven't even mentioned the neighbor kid. The neighbor kid, the oh, Josh. Yeah, he's great too. I liked it. I like him and stuff like that. It's great. He, he is he is good. And okay, so here's the thing about this movie. Didn't know anything about the story yeah. except for what I saw in the trailer. And um, honestly, I thought they were going to go typical rom-com. She's going to find a way to get back with Josh mm-hmm. somehow. Right? Even though she's told herself yeah. she's not going to do it. because creepy. Uh, yeah, ex-boyfriend of her, of her older sister, uh-huh. all that stuff. But, 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 the, but the case is there. She was friends with him first, yeah. right? They get along much better mm-hmm. than that Margot and yeah. and Josh does, right? So th- everything lay- is laid out. Oh, I she should be with him, right? With Josh mm-hmm. and then Peter, like water, they're like water and oil, yeah, right? Like but well, clearly, tra- but opposites attract. Like, yeah, okay. it's a rom com thing, yeah. right? Plus, he looks like a young Mark Ruffalo, so yeah. he, you know, so there's a lot of potential there. So <laughs> oh, take it easy, Albert. Keep in your pants. All right, sorry. sorry about <laughs> But yeah, but I I thought their chemistry was great. Like like halfway through the movie, um, I was really confused. I was like, so how are they going to resolve the fact that now she's falling in love with him? Uh-huh. And but is she supposed to be with yeah. Josh? Like mm-hmm. how is that supposed to play? Yeah. I, I was completely fooled. I was fooled by the movie. I'm like, yeah. they really are going to pair these two up together instead no. of like the neighbor kid. Like what? 
Yeah. If nothing else, this is a movie of, about people with with actually good boundaries. You know what I mean? Good, good moral standings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, but was it the same thing with you? Did you were you were you fooled or what? I was a little bit confused, but then I kind of then I kind of then they had such great chemistry. I thought, oh, they're gonna, they are actually gonna stick with uh, Kavitsky as the as the, the actual just, romantic yeah, lead. I think so yeah. So at the beginning, I was a little bit confused because you know, like I said, credit credit to the neighbor kid. His neighbor, the neighbor kid, played the shit out of that role. He's great too and stuff like that. The only thing that confused me actually at the beginning is like I couldn't tell the difference between the two the two characters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> No disrespect, but in, at least if you're gonna have two white guys, at least have one blonde and have one brunette. You know what I mean? I can tell the difference. You, you, help you know, help you, that out. You know whose fault this is, right? Yeah, the Jonas Brothers. Oh, really? the Jonas Brothers. Uh, over a decade ago, has set up the ideal, uh, perfect boy for mm-hmm. teenage girls. Mm-hmm. If you notice, all the popular boys nowadays look like the Jonas Brothers. Oh my god! Like for whatever reason, that's the that's the typecast of what an ideal. Uh, boy should look like, should be even the guy that came in at the end, the fifth boy. He, he, I couldn't tell the difference between the three white boys. You know what I mean? The guy that came at the very end from the debate club. I was like, oh, that's, spoilers. Yeah, uh, big role in the second book. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a throwaway gag. I knew that gag was coming. Yeah, I thought it was a throwaway gag at the, at the no, end. No, it's actually like in the book. It's actually no, no. That, that scene is not in the book. Once again, one from from your computer here. But his role is actually a big role in in the second book. Oh, that's hilarious. So that's, that's probably stuff. the reason why they chose the stereotypical pretty boy mm-hmm. uh, thing because they go, well, if you have a sequel, we got we already got the casting. No disrespect, but uh, <laughs> all these white boys kind of look the same. At least, like I said, get a redhead, get a ginger in there, get a blonde in there. I can't, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, like, and spoilers yeah. for Crazy Rich Asian. Once again. Parallels, uh, credit sequence, Harry Shum Jr., yeah. big role in the second movie, second book. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing again. With, the, for, yeah, it's like a nice coincidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. But well, it's, it's, uh, what else did I like about this movie? Everything. I, I also like the, the direction of it all. I like the pacing of it. The direction as far as like, oh, you, you really can't get into her head. You know what I mean? There are She has these dialogues. Oh, with, yeah. You yeah. know, with the, with the boys. You know what imaginary I mean? Imaginary boyfriend. Imaginary kind of boyfriends. And then subtly, the, the neighbor boy is at the beginning in her head, right? And yeah. then slowly, the other boy kind of comes in and pushes her out. And stuff like that. All that is not just gimmicky. It also reflects uh, character. You know, what I mean, she is just the whole one of the big arcs of the story of this movie is she's way too much in her head. She's living sort of like a passive, invisible person, stuff like that. And at the end of the movie, she realized she can't be that. And, and it's good. And speaking of sequels, this is a movie that sets it up where she's not like perfectly defined who she is or what she's going to do with the rest of her life. But she, her biggest lesson is. She needs to. She needs to be aware of her actions. She can't be. You know what I mean. She, the 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 uh, the the girlfriend who's who's mad at her. She's holding a grudge from like uh, you know from three years four years ago. Years ago. Yeah. And she's like in her mind, she's like, oh, she she's invisible to the world. Her actions has no consequence. Even you know. But then at the end, she realized, you know what. You no, know, I, I I have agency in this world. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's all good stuff. It's, all it's good stuff. also very capricious because te- technically, uh, Peter kissed her. Yeah. And she didn't really try to kiss back either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for Genevieve, she, she's holding a grudge. Right. You know, so it's like, but then I guess that's stereotypical teenage angst kind of thing, mm-hmm. I guess, you know. But but yeah, it, it's kind of interesting how they try to humanize Genevieve by saying that she's been holding a grudge this whole time. Yeah. And that's the reason why she's being mean. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's not that bad of a girl. Yeah. And also, they, blah, blah. I like the fact that they leave it so that you're not 100% sure that she actually videotaped and released the. Uh, the 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 video of them making out in the hot tub. You know what I mean? It's not like the movie absolutely says she is the you know this evil person that actually you know released that. Interesting, you said that mm-hmm. because that's a plot line in the second book. Oh, okay. And part of part of the whole thing, as far as for the second book, I guess part of part Spoilers of for the next movie. But part of well, no, this because they moved it up. 
This oh, would have okay. been a plot line in the what second they, movie, they but they moved it up. Oh, yeah. no, the, right. the thing is, though, is that uh, Peter and, and, and Lara Jean has a fight because Lara Jean is saying that Peter wouldn't admit that Genevieve actually got the, took the video. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it was that kind of a thing. But, but did it actually say, did it ever reveal who took the video? Who no, it's, it? it's essentially exactly how it played out in the movie where she's like, you know she did it. And he's like, like, well, you know, yeah. it's like, is it really her kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's what it was word. And then they broke up, right? Mm-hmm. In the book, they broke up because of that. Okay. You know, so there's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the reason why the other boy in the credits is a big role in the second movie, because mm-hmm. it becomes like that kind of I'm glad he's still wearing the same uh the uh, suit as the uh, <laughs> same blazer as before. <laughs> good lord. Uh, white kids, am I right? Not it's a good right. movie. I really, I was I guess I was surprised how much I enjoyed this. It's a charming, charming movie. The guy the guy who plays the father, he's been around for like Forever and stuff like that. Right, right. What's his uh, Corbin? I think uh, something like that. And he's great in it too. Very thoughtful. John Corbin. John John Corbin. He's great. The little sister, which this little sister being plucky has become like a very big trope now. I know, I know that, but still, the little kid plays it well and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's just very much in the role of like the young precocious. Is that the word precocious. Yeah, yeah. The young precocious younger younger sibling kind of thing. Yeah. But she doesn't. She didn't annoy. Yeah, I was concerned. I was worried that she was going to be the annoying, precocious younger younger sibling. Yeah, she ended but up being. She was, yeah. you know, pretty charming herself. Yeah. And she ended up being the comic relief. Actually, she's really, really, right, she's right. really good. She's really good and stuff like that. It, but but, it's, but I'm, I'm my my only thing is it's becoming a bit of a trope. You know what I mean? I was thinking back to Five Hundred Days of Summer. Remember? Right. The, remember? And then uh, recently we saw it in uh, uh, Stranger Things Two. With uh, what's this kid? Uh, little sister. Yeah, but she wasn't a precocious kid. But, you know, she was just a little sister. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? She's a smart, alecky kid and stuff like that. But it's it's all good stuff. All the chemistry actually between all the kids and stuff like that. It's all charming stuff. You know what I mean? The I like the way the uh, Kaminsky treated the younger sister too. You know, right, the, right, and watching right. the movie and stuff like that. And it's I like it. It's so aware of the fact that it's a rom com. I like the fact that you know, Long Duck. You, from uh, Sixteen yeah, Candles, yeah, they, they, they acknowledge, acknowledge that because yeah. I do not, I did not like, I don't like uh, Pretty in Pink because of yeah. that Long Duck character. Yeah. And like, really, isn't he goes like, isn't that kind of racist? And like, but but the but the boy, yeah, look at the boy, really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's it's very modern that way too. It's like you know, it's it, you give credit to the characters where. Uh, multiple things can be true. You can enjoy a movie. A person can enjoy something, but also have problems with it. It's a very modern idea. So it's you mentioned stuff. about the part where Peter plays with Kitty. Um, yeah. for whatever that sounds reason, dirtier than it should be. Robert, for but, for yeah. whatever reason, there's been like like articles about how he ad libbed that scene where he removed the popcorn bucket before he threw the pillow or whatever, or she threw the pillow. Oh, okay. Like 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 I don't know why there's articles that oh yeah that was ad lib. He actually did it. On by instinct, oh, that okay. he put, like okay. like what's why is yeah, that a, a story? Why is that a big deal? I don't, I don't get that either. <laughs> so I he think, didn't want to make a mess. I don't, I think you figured you figured it'll be more comedic if there was a mess, but yeah. nope, he right. put it aside kind of thing. I'm just saying he's great. I think he, I think all the kids are, are standouts. Right? Yeah, I think they are, they are great. Yeah. Like I said, it, years from now, people are gonna look back and say, oh, he she got her her start his big break in this movie because all these kids are. Immensely, immensely talented and charming and good at the job and stuff like that. Yeah, and my my, my whole thing with uh, Noah Centineo, hmm? Noah Centineo, the guy who plays Peter mm-hmm. Kavinsky, mm-hmm. uh, my joke about how he looks like a young Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, I I knew I I, I the first time I noticed the guy was in a romantic comedy, yeah. Thirteen Going on Thirty with Jennifer Garner. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, right. So he was like like that guy is actually a pretty good actor, and I liked that guy. Mm-hmm. And then and then he was in another romantic comedy with with um, Legally Blonde Girl. Oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Where, where, the one where she's dead 
and he's the only one that can see her. Really? I believe it was also Mark Ruffalo. And I'm like, like, this guy is a good romantic lead. I want to see him in more stuff. But he didn't get his big break until he became the Hulk. Uh-huh. Right. But but I liked I liked Mark, Mark Ruffalo for a long time now. Uh-huh. Uh so yeah, I think P- Peter Centineo, Peter Centineo, Noah Centineo. Noah? Noah. Noah Centineo has a, has a bright future in his head if yeah. if he gets the right scripts and the right projects. They yeah. think Lana Condor. I think they have, they both have like bright futures in their in their in their future, yeah. if they can get the right roles to yeah, expand I, on this popularity, I can't wait to see them in the next Star Wars trilogy with the next uh, Marvel <laughs> movie and stuff like that. Next you know Marvel I mean? movie, yeah, exactly. It's stuff. It's, they're really good. They're, they're, these kids are really really good. There's they're also really- apparently articles once again articles about like that wallpaper in the phone where it shows uh, Lara Jean sleeping next with uh, Noah, like they're like falling asleep on the couch or whatever. Okay, do you even notice that? No. Apparently, apparently that was ad lib. That was like they were they were in the waiting room in the green room or whatever, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the staff members took a picture. Oh, this is cute. They're like fell asleep on top of each other. Oh, okay. Took a picture and they put it on the on the phone. So oh. there was no scene of that in the movie, but it was just kind of implied that hey, look, look, look how look look how oh, yeah. cute, cute of a couple. They yeah, are. yeah. You know what? That's a, that's that's a good uh, point. Uh, I do like the fact that it does feel very much. Like uh, what's going on uh, in high school kids, you know what I mean? Right, uh, right now, you know what I mean. The the thing uh, I'm thinking about is like when they first go into the party, they take a selfies and they use it as the wallpaper for the phones and stuff like that. Just little touches like yeah, that and stuff. Like that. e- that's, that's very cool. Even though that was kind of like staged because they need to look like they're a couple, yeah. kind of thing. It, it was still pretty cute. Yeah, and commenting yeah. on each other's Instagram and stuff like that. It's all good stuff. It's yeah, all, I, I it did, feels I did. it feels. Like authentic, it's modern. Hmm? I think it's authentic. It felt authentic. I actually yeah, that's li- the word. I actually like the the lens they went to like try to look like a fake couple or not yeah. a fake couple, but a real couple. Mm-hmm. They're faking it. Um, all the little stuff, even the part where like, oh yeah, you you put your hand in my pocket as was you yeah. walk. That. Those little things they were like 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 the whole contracting they did. Yeah. I thought I thought it was actually kind of cute, like yeah. how they set it up. And I, even then, I was like like, well, she's gonna eventually end up with the the boy next door, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So here's my thing. The boy next door, Josh, mm-hmm. don't really know what to feel about the character. Mm-hmm. Did he love her or did he actually like her or mm-hmm. what's going on? Because he was acting all jealous, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, do you even have any grounds for being jealous? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really. There wasn't much background of him. I didn't think much of it only because, like I said last week, uh, romantic comedies are usually through the lens of the female characters. You know, if some, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like a comp- even split and stuff like that. I will say uh, also that. I mentioned earlier that this is only an hour and 39 minutes. If there were add to it, I would add more Josh stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Because for long stretches, he just disappears from the he movie. He disappears, yeah. Even though, and, and that's not, and that's not, and that's a legit problem. Only because the first scene of this movie has him in it. You know right. what I mean? So it's kind of setting up like he has a bigger role and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Plus, it, so, it seems like that's the one of the major plot, that she's going to end up with him. Yeah. So where is Josh, right? And if he doesn't, no, I'm saying, like, even if she doesn't end up with him, his story could use a, a couple more scenes, right? You know, what I mean? a couple more scenes. Yeah, yeah he's you know the I mean? he's the character that I have no idea what's in his head. Yeah, like clearly he was boyfriend of Margot, but then does he have feelings for Lara Jean mm-hmm. after all? I yeah. mean, like what's going on there? Like I really don't know. But I did like how they concluded that at, at the very end. Yeah, he's kind of like very understanding. He's like, "Oh, go for it. You should go with him after yeah. all." Kind of thing. It was like, like I said, everybody's decent in this movie, which seems almost unrealistic, but it's kind of like a nice positivity. Yeah, it's to, a very positive, out. very progressive. Yeah. It's you know, it's just it's it's, it's a nice. Uh, thoughtful kind of a movie and stuff like that. There's no like, there's no real villains and stuff like that in this movie and stuff like that. Yeah, even yeah. like I said, even Genevieve, who's the villain of the movie, is I guess technically not really a villain. Yeah. She's just another teenage girl that's having her own issues, yeah. kind of thing. Um, uh, Peter, Peter Kavinsky, couple things. The scrunchie. 
How mm-hmm. the hell did he did he he should have kept the scrunchie? Yeah. He shouldn't not have allowed Genevieve <laughs> to get the scrunchie. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. That's not like a teenage girl complaining. <laughs> what the well, hell, man? Come on. Well, <laughs> you you know about scrunchies, man. You I'm you, just saying you, she knows you, how important that scrunchie is. Yeah. Why would he let that go? That's not make sense. Okay. That's not make sense. That's just, that's the bone you're gonna pick with the with the movie and stuff like that. Well, that's one of them. Okay. My biggest bone is like I mentioned the it's a it's a kind of a uh, quick movie and like I said the the Josh character could use a couple more scenes. I, I you know me I hate product placement and this movie just comes to screeching halt when they have that subway uh, uh tie in. You know, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, come on, man. Come on, Netflix. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, they need some money for Holy for mackerel. She named Subway. <laughs> the rappers are everywhere. It's just, come on, man. And that's a very kind of a cliche kind of thing and stuff like that. It's one of those old-timey things where the plot gets moved forward only because you're over. You're you're listening into a conversation. You know what I mean? That's a very – it should be on the CW, that kind of scene. You know what I mean? Where you're kind of, oh, oh what, what, what? She said, what, what? You know, come on. Those are the kind of nitpicks I have with the movie. Nothing, Nothing – Catastrophic and stuff like that, but it's just a little nitpick here and there. All right, yeah, fine. If we, if we go to another nitpick too, um, all the kids surrounding her locker, do n- 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 one of them has to go like, "Hey guys, this is wrong. We should take this down." But yeah. no, they're literally like staring at the locker with with the whole like, "Oh, they had sex in the hot tub." Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, come on, now. Really? That's an old cliche, but it's one of those scenes where sometimes I think Quentino mentioned this. Sometimes you have to think about what happened five minutes before, what five what happens five minutes before scene starts and stuff like that. So what you're saying is. How long? What? What did they? All, how long were they standing looking yeah, how at long that picture? Were they there? Yeah, but the point is that they were all standing there. None of Not them were do anything. doing anything. And also, apparently, teachers don't exist in the school. Some of that, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, teachers don't walk through the halls. They don't have any kind of communication. I, which I guess is kind of fair. Be- it's not a fair criticism because you know the movie is focused on the teenagers. But you think a, a teacher would, go, would walk around and says, "You know what? Hey." This is like child porn on a on a locker and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, it's maybe that take that true. off. That's true. And they even acknowledge that when 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 they got Margot to say like, hey, this is like a borderline charge porn. You guys yeah. should take this off Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, even they acknowledge that. So mm-hmm. yeah, where where the where the teachers? I don't know how it played out in the book, but I know the whole like oh they had sex or not in the hot tub thing was a big deal in the book, mm-hmm. but in this movie it, it was just kind of that. Actually, looking back on it, I don't think a teacher. I don't think a teacher had a speaking. I don't think you even saw a teacher in this movie. Did you? It's interesting. It's, just, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Mm, right. I think if we rewatched it, we would have saw a teacher with possibly a line, but it was so innocuous. No, we probably think, just didn't no, think nothing I of think it. it. I think it's intentional because there's no chap- they even mentioned there's no chaperones on that ski trip and stuff like that. I think the only adult- well they had chaperones, but those chaperones didn't care. Remember. But did you see them though? Yeah, they're the ones that, that tossed out the, the room keys. No, that was the that was the 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 kid from the who who threw the party. That's the same black kid. Really? Yeah, I think so. I thought they were the chaperones. I don't think. I so. had to rewatch the scene because I yeah. could have swear they said like, yeah. "I know we're the chaperones, but we don't care where you're gonna stay." Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think they only mentioned that that the chaperones don't care, but I don't think you actually see them. But anyway, and another uh, thing too is if it's known that a lot of people have sex in the ski trip. Don't you think the administration would have heard about this and would have done something about it? Yeah, but that's, that's I think that's pretty true. I mean, a lot of stuff happens like, you know. Am I just pro- being naive? Yeah, you're being naive. Like all grand night stuff, a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? The people people know they hook up for after prom. They don't stop the prom and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but they can't stop you when you're off prom premises. Yeah. But that's the thing. When you're off premises, they can't really stop you. Oh, look at you, the Debbie Downer, man. Why don't you relax, man? I'm just let saying. The kids some, have fun. There are some potholes, you know. Yeah, I got your plot hole right it, now. It is quite, in a way, it's very much a very enjoyable movie. It's, it's very entertaining. Um, yeah, I, if you haven't seen it, well, obviously you see it because you listened to this episode. Yeah. 
but yeah, it, it, it's like I'm really present. I'm looking forward to the sequels. I'm, I think I'm more looking forward to the sequels of this movie than I am with Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, you son of a bitch. No, I, I'm serious because I think Crazy Rich Asians goes on a on a tangent of soap opera-ness that I don't really want to care about. Yeah, but you realize they don't have to literally adapt the book and stuff like that. I hope that. I hope they yeah. change things around. Yeah. Based on what I saw on Wikipedia, I hope they change things around in Crazy Rich Asians. And heaven forbid you actually read both books. Well, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> what do you think of that? Just from what Wikipedia said. Oh uh, lord! It's a thumbs up for me. I give this like a B plus, A minus. It's a, yeah, it's a B really plus for book. me. It's yeah. quite enjoyable. It's, it's good. You know, I will even argue that I had more fun watching this than Crazy oh, Rich yes. Asians. You're just a nut. We'll you see. guys are. I don't know why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> this, this is a, this is a hor- horrible. You're a horrible reviewer. Watch well, more movies. Well, well, next next up, we're gonna re- record reviewing Searching to complete our hashtag. Seriously, Asian August. Asian August. Hashtag Asian August, man. Good yeah, lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's it. it. I think, what else is there? I think, I think that's it. Big thumbs up. Yes. Either we, we won't want to see more stuff with with this uh, kid. I don't know, they're kid actors. They're like early 20s. I guess short of like the one who played, the actress who played Kitty. Everybody's in the early 20s. Oh, good. So, so yeah. I, I predict there's going to be a big budgeted or at least a, a movie that comes out in theater starring this kids in one form or, or another because now uh, Hollywood has to have taken notice like, hey, People are talking about these people. We should cast them yeah. with more stuff. And I just want to mention that the, the director of this movie is also, I, I apologize, I didn't get her name. I think Stephanie something, but she was also a, a, a female. But that's, it's, this is why we, this is the kind of stuff we need more of, like female directors, female writers, female leads and stuff like that. This is what, this is, this is, this is ideal stuff. Do you have it? Uh, answer is. Stephanie something something? Director is Susan Johnson. Oh, and the writer? Story by J- J- Jenny Han. Oh, that's but the writer of the uh, the screenplay. I don't know. It doesn't really doesn't say, say. It doesn't say in this thing. Oh, but, okay. Um, I, I could click on the link. It's just the abbreviated information here. Do de do de do de. Written by Sophia Alvarez. Great. This is great. And this is why. This is when they talk about uh, having more women in, in positions of powers and uh, positions of uh, creative outlets. This is the reason why we get movies like this, which is great. Oh, and, and, and before we wrap it up, because um, there are those are once again articles about this. The movie is very colorful. They they really tried their best to not being looking drab, and I think I didn't really notice it as I'm watching it. But I think in the back of my head, I'm thinking like it kind of gives off the positivity, as opposed to like Zack Snyder drabness, you know, kind of yeah. thing. This is like a colorful movie to watch, bright colors, you know. So yeah, uh, good yeah. stuff. I I I, I know Netflix Sunday's Netflix original movie has that kind of uh, criticism. I don't think this is one of them. I you know what I mean. I think it. I think it perfectly reflects where the movie is set, set in. You know what I mean? In the tone as well. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, it, I think it takes place in Portland or something like that. I think someone mentioned. Yeah, it looks just like Portland. It looks looks great and stuff like that. An example of where where it does look kind of drab. It kind of doesn't look like anything. Did you see the the, the Netflix commercial for the one where it stars uh, the girl from Stranger Things? The one where she, uh, the, girl, the girl. Yeah, but that's a serious movie. Yeah, but that looks <laughs> the, the coloring and stuff like that. The the scope. The 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 it just that looks just kind of drab. But that's a serious like. movie. Oh, the 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 Barb girl. You you saw that one? Yeah, right? I saw yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't look like a movie movie. This one, if they if they would have released this in the theater, I, I would yeah, it just looked like a, a theatrical. If they would release stuff. it in the theater, it wouldn't get the same kind of recognition it's getting right now. I think the Netflix strategy is working now. It's is actually working the way it's supposed to work, yeah. where people are discovering movies, original movies, and they didn't even have to go to the theaters to watch it. Yeah, it's finally kicking in. Finally, finally. Yeah, this is okay. This goes on the list of Okja on. Uh, uh, get set it up, uh, mm-hmm. and then this one. So that's like I said, that's three. And the other movie starring Idris Elba, which neither one of us saw. I'm yet. sure it's good. 
I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I'm sure it's, good. it's on my queue. I, I, it's on my queue. You know, ironically, we got to give credit, I guess credit, credit to uh, to the Cloverfield movie because I think having Cloverfield Paradox advertised at the Super Bowl, telling people, hey, there are original movies on Netflix. You may want to check them out. It's finally getting people to like go like, you know what? Maybe we should go check and, out and see and what, you know what? some of the original movies. That's the only credit I want to give that movie. <laughs> Looking back on it. That's the only credit I want to give that movie too. And then the, but the actual credit should honestly be Set it up. By the way, this is a bit of a tangent. Have you seen the next quote-unquote Cloverfield movie trailer, Overlord? That's not a Cloverfield movie anymore. Maybe, not anymore. Maybe, do, do you think it's a fake out? Uh, yeah, it might be a fake out. Uh, I'm saying, let's just go with my hypothesis that it so is. Then, so now, it looks a lot better than the, the one we saw at the it Paradise does, That's the reason why that's going in theaters. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. But <laughs> So here's my take. I saw that trailer off tangent already. So I, you know what? We'll talk about after credits. Yeah. Uh, at this point, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening. Get out of here. Uh, John, Get out where, here. where can people find you online? Uh, on the Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-O-U. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 5 on my I Saw That Movie blog, the uh, Stuff and Junk Show, Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, and the Weekly Comic Strip, and most things, whowhatworsewhy.com. If you want to send emails, send them to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com. If you want to send, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page or on our website. Um, if you want to show your support, Head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support and find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsewhy.com. All right, so continuing on that conversation. I saw the trailer for Overfield, Overlord, and I'm thinking like, oh, this is the one that's supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Right. And but they, but, the, but they say, this is not a Cloverfield movie. Wink, wink. But here's the thing. It's they also better. said... Cloverfield Paradox did not even exist before like a minute before it got released. Right, but yeah. it was still a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Right. All the Cloverfield movie has the word Cloverfield on it. This Overlord does not have the word wink, Cloverfield. Wink. But here's the thing though. If it really is a Cloverfield movie, F you. F you. <laughs> you have to give us a warning if it is Cloverfield related or not. You can't just like throw in a sci-fi movie or a, or a horror movie and at the end, by the way, it's a Cloverfield yeah. movie. You are not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to do that. My prediction is the, the, the poster for this movie, uh, Overlord, like just like a little rip away. You rip it away. It says Cloverfield <laughs> Overlord. <laughs> It, as you watch the opening title sequence of this movie, Cloverfield flashes across the street. It Cloverfield Overlord. It Overlord Cloverfield. Cloverfield. It's, a whole, it's a Cloverfield movie. Just because but, you, I believe you can fit in the word Cloverfield with uh, the word yeah. Overlord. <laughs> like C-L over... I just, first of all, <laughs> oh I think God. they better not yeah. do a fake out. First they thing, first, thing first I just think the trailer looks bananas. Number two, you know, because I love World War II. I love just shooting Nazis and stuff like that, which we could do it today. Anyway, it, it just looks bananas over the top and stuff like that. And I would just love the fact that it's one of those things where they save the good crack for the theater, theatrical run, and then they save the bad crack, the shitty stuff for the Netflix uh, Colorful Paradox. I think that would be just very, very funny to me. Good, good times. I would watch it just for Ian the case sticker. Ian the case sticker? The guy from uh, Agent of Shield. Shield? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. He's in it. I'll watch it just for him. It's a good time, sir. Looks, but, looks good time. But it's like, better not be a fake out. Better not be a fake out. I would like yell in the theater if it turns out to be a fake out. It's a, it's a fake out. <sighs> It's a Cloverfield movie. It's very, it better not be a Cloverfield movie. It's a Cloverfield movie. movie. You have to give us a warning if it is a Cloverfield movie. I know you don't. Mm -hmm. Actually, the warning should have been, don't watch uh, uh, Cloverfield uh, uh, Paradox. 
whatever you call it. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. That's the heads up I needed. Uh, speaking of warning, okay, a lot of critics are warning people not to wa- not to bother watching the Happy Time Murders. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as bad as they're saying it is. How'd that work out for you? I don't know why they're saying it's a terrible movie. And short of the fact that there are puppet people doing crude stuff, I mean, like that doesn't equate a bad movie sure. though, because everything was just okay. It was perfectly perfectly fine, possible kind of thing. It was just like a stereotypical, you know. Action adventure comedy, comedy kind of thing. It's not. It's nothing special, but it's not a terrible movie. Yeah. Like people are saying, like there's one critic that said, like Mile Twenty Two was the most terrible movie of the year, and then I watch the High Habit Time Murders. I'm sorry, Mile Twenty Two is a far worse movie oh. than High Time Murders. Mile Twenty Two has nothing legitimately like good Ouch. about it. Okay, wow. except for the Indonesian acting guy, you know, Eko. Yeah, uh, and and honestly, was just watch, Echo? just just watch the raid if you want. If you like the guy, just watch the raid. Um, spoilers for that movie they made in the bad guy go figure is he the bad guy a Mark one? Wahlberg movie that ends that turns out the Asian guy turns out to be the bad guy well, white big is right. surprise well, there white is big right. surprise did they uh, kill a, a indiscriminate amount of uh, well, Asian people in the movie well no it takes place in South America so they, can, they couldn't do that is that where it's supposed to be I think it's the movie was very I think it was a fictitious country oh really it was a fictitious country with, <laughs> with a bunch of minorities how was uh, John Malkovich's <laughs> wig it was fine. He wasn't. Actually, he actually wasn't in the movie that much. How was uh, Laura uh, Cohen from The Walking Dead? They gave her a very weird role. Like, mm-hmm. like she's like aggressively angry. Mm-hmm. Like she has like anger management issues. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, it's a weird choice. How was uh, Ronda Rousey? <laughs> Ronda Rousey. She was fine. She was Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She was playing Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. and I guess it was fine. But, but every lead character from Mark Wahlberg, um, Lauren Cohen, Ronda Rousey. They're all like like badass with attitude. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This isn't the nineties anymore. Yeah. It's not appealing anymore. It's just not appealing anymore. Oh, so you're saying this is if this would have uh took place in the eighties, it would have started the Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone, yeah. that sort of thing. But even just then a bunch of meatheads. Yeah, it, I guess. But they were so it's like toxicity the movie. Uh-huh. Like all the characters are very toxic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even even the only one that probably wasn't was John Malkovich and he wasn't very it wasn't there very long. He was just there giving orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but but for Mark Mark Waller was the most toxic character in this movie. And they want to build a franchise around his character. Mm-hmm. I they better that better not happen. How surprised were you that Michael Bay didn't direct this movie? Very surprised. <laughs> it felt like a Michael Bay movie in a sense. But no, Peter Berg is just is starting to like come off like a really bad director. Yeah, he's he can be hit and miss. Even I didn't I didn't hate Bowship that much too. But that's that's coming from me. You know, I'm yeah. like to me, uh, Berg is kind of hit and miss. You know, I'll take it back. He he has a visual style. He's a director. Very you know, mm-hmm. uh, contempt. Competent. Competent. He's a very yeah. competent director. He has his own thing going. I think his projects are very uh misguided. Yeah. You know, that's my thing. And part of it and, and he's teamed up with Mark Wahlberg the majority of his career yeah. at this point. So you should you should say Pinkberg shouldn't make a movie a year. Maybe take a two year it may take take a break, find the right script. No, uh do a movie without Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> do a movie without no, Mark Wahlberg. You, Mark? How dare you? How dare you? Oh, but going back to Happy Time Murders, you're just saying it's it's, it's kind of whatever. It's passable. It's, it's passable as whatever. It's not a terrible movie unless you get offended by puppet sex. Yeah. You know, unless you get offended by puppet. Do you see a wiener? Do you see bad stuff? Do you see butt stuff? Um, you don't see badge. You see bush. Do you really? Yeah. Oh they they, they reenact the basic instinct scene with one of the female puppets. Funny. Which is funny because that's actually a major plot line for the for the movie. Is it really? Yeah, because uh, I mean, this spoilers obviously, but um, there's a whole subplot about how yeah, the reason subplot. why the reason why the main puppet 
Private Eye, he used to be a cop. Mm-hmm. He used to be the first puppet cop, but but he screwed it up for all the puppets out there to mm-hmm. being a cop mm-hmm. because he didn't kill. He didn't. He asked. He didn't kill this uh, perpetrator who had uh, Melissa McCarthy held at gunpoint. Okay, right. Like so, the whole thing is like puppets don't kill puppets, kind of thing. So he can be a cop. No puppet can be a cop because they won't kill puppets. Right and and so when he tried to shoot the guy, isn't that the isn't that a plot point from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit. Right. I mean, yeah. the joke is there. It's hey, yeah. it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. but with puppets. Yeah. So so the thing is though is that he was supposed to be a marksman. Mm-hmm. So they blame him like, oh, he purposely missed. Yeah. He's like, no, I actually literally missed. Yeah. But not only did he miss, but the bullet went past the bad guy and went straight out the window into into a dad in the street. <laughs> Kills the dad. The daughter's there. Daddy, daddy. This is puppet daddy, daddy. That's puppet funny. dad, right? That's funny. So it, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, you funny. can see the dark yeah. humor in it, yeah. right? Um, so puppets don't kill puppets. And they, they enacted. Okay, his name is Phil Phillips. Mm-hmm. They enacted the Phil the Phil law where no puppets can be a cop, <laughs> right? That's funny. So so I there's the, so there's a whole thing. Yeah. So the the little daughter, uh, you know, in the trailer, how he he's boinking that one guy, that yeah. one girl in mm-hmm. the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's her. Oh my god! Right, but in in the whole reveal is that when she did the basic instinct mm-hmm. uh, move, where she showed her bush, mm-hmm. uh, her bush was purple, and they go, "Oh, I guess I guess the the carpet doesn't match the drapes, <laughs> oh, right?" Geez. Right, and then it comes back to that later yeah, on, and yeah. go, "Wait a minute, the daughter has the, the daughter has purple hair, and that's rare for puffins." Yeah, and she she had a purple bush, and then they realize, "Oh, it's her!" Right, this is this is Melissa McCarthy and and Maya Rudolph finding all the clues, like right. like this is whole secret room in right. her apartment that mm-hmm. has. Everything like this is all the evidence they need, yeah. and then there, there was a, like a cassette tape and says, says "Play me," mm-hmm. and my ruler was like, "Oh, I should play that." And then uh, Mr. McCarthy, like, "No, no, 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 no!" And so she presses the button, and he goes like, "Ha ha, you're you're all fried," and then. Uh, a bomb goes off and burns all yeah. the evidence kind of thing. So there's some comedic stuff in the movie yeah. that I actually kind of like. Doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, it's except, except the majority of the, the majority of the jokes are not funny. Yeah. They kind of fall flat. Even mm-hmm. even even the the ejaculation scene in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 next time I saw it in the movie, I wasn't really yeah. like laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like okay. Yeah. Can, can we just move on to the next scene? But what's weird is, you know who else gave up on the movie and stuff like that? It's actually Melissa McCarthy and the, and the Maya Rudolph. I don't think they've done any press for it. They kind of just, you know, the trailer hit a few months ago. It was kind of hit and miss. Some people liked it a lot, but I don't think they've done a lot of press for it. You they, know what I mean? To be fair, they actually weren't great in the movie. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were sleepwalking through it. Yeah. It, they were, Melissa McCarthy was just kind of like being kind of outrageous. Yeah. But it, everything seemed, seemed like she was just playing a role. She was, she didn't, it didn't look like her heart was in it. Yeah. You know, which is unfortunate because they're supposed to be like a buddy cop kind yeah. of thing, you know. But it was just a lot of, lot of like, like it's your fault. No, yeah. it's yours kind of thing. Like it's your fault yeah. that no puppet can be a cop yeah. anymore kind of thing. Right. So big thumbs up for you. No, no not really. Not really. really. It's just, uh, just that's like a mediocre movie. And and a joke in the movie that I thought was hilarious and wasn't in the trailer. So they established that some of the happy time murder cat. Um, happy time murder. Oh, you know, you know, happy time is a yeah. kid show in the yeah. movie, right? Okay. So two of the cast members were supposed to be kissing cousins. And they oh. had, and they, yeah. and they, and they went off to Lancaster or something, and actually had kids, oh. right? So they're outside. Mr. McCarty and Phil Phillips are outside, and 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 uh, they're trying, they're, they're like trying to get into the house, mm-hmm. right? Like it's was a, it's like a bed and breakfast yeah. kind of thing. So they get it, and they hear this rah, rah kind of sound, like yeah. like okay, you get, you take that lead, yeah. I take this lead, yeah. and we will meet in the middle kind yeah. of thing, and rah, rah kind of thing. So they they, they go in, and they, they they get to a point where where they, the sound is coming from this room. Mm-hmm. So they're on both ends. And Melissa McCarthy and Phil Phillips are, are kind of like, like, and then like, 
you will, I can't really, I can't really repeat the joke because yeah. I don't know the lines. Yeah. But essentially, it's a case of like they don't know what each other are saying because they're whispering. Oh. So it's like a, it's like a play in words. Oh. Okay. Where they'll say, well, she say something and he'll misinterpret the thing, yeah. and then she misinterpret that. He basically, it's like a tele- oh. game of telephone. I thought, oh, okay. I thought that was kind of genius because like, and he's like, screw this, I'm going in, and he goes in, and you see like two kids, mm-hmm. and and one of them is looking at the mirror going, Rah! and she turns around and she has one eyeball. Right, and then you see, and the other kid turns around. She has three eyeballs, because they're like, they're like, it's, a, it's an inbred joke. Yeah, it's an inbred yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Right, and we're like, oh, that's kind of funny because you never see inbred jokes in the Puffin movie. Oh, fair <laughs> All right. So I, I kind of laugh at that scene. Yeah. Who voiced uh, Phil Phillips? Uh, recognize guy from the Muppet movie stuff or whatever. Oh, okay. He actually does Muppet stuff. Oh. Yeah. So, but so yeah. thumbs up. What are you saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying thumbs up. Most popular movie Oscar. I'm, I'm just saying it's not. Horrible! Uh, it's not the worst movie of the year. If this was on TV, I will actually probably watch it again. You know, it's it's just a blah movie where, like, like let's say, uh, Airplane Two comes out, which is not a good movie, mm-hmm. but you're you kind of just leave it on because there are some jokes that are kind of funny, and you just yeah. kind of wait for that thing. That's this, this that's this movie. Yeah, and also uh, for my part, I think it's one of those movies where, yeah, if it's on Netflix six months from now, I, I give it, I give it a go. Yeah, why I'm not? Gonna, I'm not gonna like go I said, to theaters. It's not a good movie. But it's not a terrible movie. All right, fair enough. Okay, so that's my best recommendation on Habit Time Murders. You know, it's like, it is it is what it is. The world building, I thought is interesting because in this world, humans actually like each other. There's no racism in humans or whatever, but they hate puppets. Puppets is who they're prejudiced against in this movie. So I thought that's an interesting kind of plot detail. And not only that, but... Um, uh, there's a, there's a running joke about how puppets don't like dogs because dogs think they're toys, mm-hmm. and and dogs are if you if you want to kill a puppet, send a dog at them. You know, essentially that's what it is, mm-hmm. and nobody will care because they're a puppet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Melissa McCarthy has a puppet liver, right? <laughs> a puppet, a puppet that's not liver. bad. It's good stuff. I <laughs> so, chuckled right now. So, and the reason why is because when when Phil Phillips uh, missed the shot, mm-hmm. the, the the perpetrator actually shot her mm-hmm. in the liver, mm-hmm. and the nearest hospital was a puppet hospital. Right, so that, I mean, like I said, there are actually some jokes in the wow. movie that I thought were actually That's pretty funny, um, and yeah, it's only twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I, I think it should be like forty, <laughs> not twenty nine percent, maybe forty five percent or something like that. Right, maybe even fifty. Well, um, it's definitely it's definitely not a not rotten movie. It's a rotten movie, but if it's you just, even give it a grade, you give it C plus, a, B minus, solid C, maybe even C minus. You know, but uh, let's see what what other joke did I like? Um, oh, there there is this whole thing about how how oh Phil Phillips can't go in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not, uh, you know watch it, watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I, I'll say that I, I'm really, really invested in this. I one, can't actually. really. Are explain. you sure it's it's a C movie to you? It sounds, like, the, you it sounds like you want to give it a recommendation. Sounds like this last fifteen minutes you're trying to talk yourself into a recommendation. That's no, what this watch, sounds like. watch Crazy Rich Asians instead over this oh, movie. Lord. But but I, the, the the jokes that I like are. Pretty clever, and I can't explain it because it's clever enough that I don't have the capability to reenact it. So, Fair enough. just if you're curious, watch the movie. You're probably going to hate it anyway, <laughs> but but I thought it was actually not a terrible movie. Fair enough. It's a CC minus movie, and that's exactly what it is. I can't wait to see where you place on your top ten list at the end of the year. <laughs> It's not going to be my bottom 10. I'll put it that way. I've seen much worse movies like Mile 22. All right. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Where's, Whenever. 